Butch Cassidy's hole in the wall gang struck Butch again. Cassidy's hole in the wall gang. That's me. Bank of over close to you want Harvey to do your planning for you? Cassidy you want him to do your thinking for you? You want him to run things? You can shut up now, news. Oh, not yet till I get the good part, Butch. Uh, also known to have participated in the holdup are Flat Nose Curry and, and News Carver. I just loved reading my name in the paper, Butch. Okay, so we just uh, forget about Logan taking over, okay, Flat Nose? Well, you always said that any one of us could challenge you, Butch. Well, that's because I figured no one would do it. Figured wrong, Butch. You guys can't want Logan. Well, at least he's with us, Butch. You've been spending a lot of time gone. Well, that's because everything's different now. Guns or knives, it's Butch? It's harder now. You gotta plan more. You gotta prepare more. Guns or knives? Neither. Pick. I don't want to shoot with you, Harvey. Anything you say, Butch. There's a way to make a profit in this. Bet on Logan. I would, but who'd bet on you? Sundance. When we're done, if he's dead, you're welcome to stay. <clears throat> Listen, I don't mean to be a sore loser, but uh, when it's done, if I'm dead, kill him. Love to. Not yet. Not until me and Harvey get the rules straightened out. Rules? In a knife fight? No rules. Well, if there ain't gonna be any rules, let's get the fight started. Someone count one, two, three, go. One, two, three, go. I was really rooting for you, Butch. <laughs> well, thank you, Flatnose. That's what sustained me in my time of trouble. Welcome to Film Punch. We just watched Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. And I'm here with... Mike. Laura. Al. Alan. Sharon. And I'm Dave Klingerman. Uh, Laura is sort of hosting the movie for mm -hmm. us, so I'm going to kick it off to her to uh, give us a short summary of the movie. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Um, so, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid is one of my favorite movies. It stars uh, Paul Newman and Robert Redford, and it's about two uh, outlaws who are the most lovable outlaws you'll ever meet. Um, even though they're on the bad side of the law, they somehow um, are kind of kind to the people who <laughs> they rob from. And they just have this witty banter that uh, William Goldman wrote the script and just his script just brings these characters to life. And they, you start off in the U.S., but eventually they were hunted down and uh, they escaped to Bolivia to try to uh, start a second life. So that's uh, the movie in a nutshell. <laughs> a, a second life of crime. A second life of crime. <laughs> They, they were ambushed uh, when they were robbing a train. The uh, Union Pacific 
bosses it sounded like got annoyed with them always picking on their trains so uh, they sent a posse after them who pursued them for like two days yeah, <laughs> or something like that, that yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. non-stop yeah I've never seen anything quite like it. <laughs> and neither had they, apparently. <laughs> they kept saying, who are those guys? Yep. <laughs> who are those guys? So, uh, yeah, this was my first time seeing it, and I, I really liked it. Um, like Al mentioned, it was sort of a precursor to, like, the buddy cop or just, you know, buddy movies in general. And I could definitely see that, the, the two... The two uh, protagonists sort of antagonists mm-hmm. uh, just kind of riffing off of each other and yeah, Robert Redford and Paul Newman were, were amazing they were really good mm-hmm. really great chemistry mm-hmm. um, anybody so, else? yeah so for those who have seen this multiple times <clears throat> before what do you like or what do you love about this movie that makes you keep watching it over and over I really like the when the super posse, I believe is like technically what's called though I don't know if it's mentioned in the movie, but that group get chased. It's really unique and uh, cool how procedural it is. All these uh, you get to learn so much about Butch and Sundance's long career as outlaws by just seeing all the different tricks they have. And then their the threat becomes all the more the threat to them becomes bigger the more they uh, their plans are get totally foiled, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's also just epic in the scope. They go to so many different environments, uh, like <laughs> mostly um, and like musicless, almost word almost yeah. wordless, and it's just hmm. It's maybe even a pre- I don't, we, this is weird. It's a pre- it feels like a precursor to like the t- the sensibility of the Terminator, but in a western <laughs> in a western in a western kind of situation. And 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 I'm, you know what? I'm even going to get crazier <laughs> and say it's a little like a little like what makes zombie movies go because especially the old Romero zombies because the point I guess in those movies is that they're they're slow. They can be mm-hmm. defeated by stairs yeah. and what have you. Mm-hmm. But the point is that they're 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 not stoppable. Right. They just keep always in keep pursuit. Going and I think they make a line somewhere in Butch Cassidy where they say, "Why? At least it could go faster." Yeah. <laughs> why yeah. They, why slow they... down or slow down or hell, even go faster. Do something. Yeah, yeah. do something right. You know, do something different. And but they, it's just that it's inexorable. And I think maybe that ties into one of the things that I like about the movie's theme, which is the passage of the old west. Like there, these guys are are, are out uh, outlaws, but their time their time is up. Like. Like the bicycle was a evil harbinger of right. their future. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and also with the chase scene, it's so unique because it happens over miles. That the distance between the yeah. people being chased and the people chasing them are miles apart at yeah. many points. And it's so cool when they shot this movie because you're seeing the scenery as you're looking through the eyes of Butch Cassidy and Sundance. You're looking across these beautiful spanses of the the western frontier, and it's gorgeous, and it sets the scene. You know, it, it really brings you into that world, even though they're stressed. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, they, they were always looking for the specks on the distance following mm-hmm, them. Yes. <laughs> and it's just cool that it has that element of, you know, intensity, and you're uh, on the edge of your seat watching it but yet there's still miles between them and it's also 
kind of relaxing too because you're seeing this beautiful scenery. It's this weird juxtaposition of being tense but also relaxed at the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they're trying to get like yeah, because they're trying to get away and everything, and they have this imminent threat, but it's not like immediate. Like mm -hmm. it's not like any like oh at any moment they might get shot. Like no, like they're just trying to get away. <laughs> mm -hmm. so. I know you said some things earlier about the chase scene. Did mm -hmm. you have any other thoughts to add? Well, it is it is a great excuse to show off the cinematography for sure. <laughs> it's uh, you know we've got these great landscapes. Let's let's shoot them. Um, and yeah, it, it was it's a good excuse for that. Um, yeah, and just the, the way the tension kind of builds throughout the throughout that whole thing is, is just incredible. And yeah, they're, they're, it's just an inexorable. They're always there, always coming, no stop to it. Um, uh, yeah, all right, the chase the chasing is just brilliant. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's great. Well, and it was funny. I was trying to think of another movie that has a chase scene that happens over a distance like that, and I thought of one, and I laughed because it's Princess Bride <laughs> when they see the ship in the in the distance, oh. which was written by William Goldman, who wrote yeah. this script as oh. well. <laughs> yes, very similar. Yeah. Also placed in an interesting portion of the movie that uh, in that one too. Mm -hmm. That entire chase scene, like there's still a whole other part of the movie after you know Wesley finishes his chase. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, even the the two movies, the mm -hmm. not the pacing but the plot structure mm -hmm. is kind of similar. Yeah, it's like oh. The, Usually it's like oh everything builds up to the big chase like no like the chase is you know yeah in like was, the second act it was a little bit of character development scene yeah. really mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you get to know you get to know the characters through mm -hmm. the chase and then it happens there's the, there's that point and then it's over but there's still like no that I mean the plot's not resolved yet the chase is just like this you know cool little story and our chance to get to know the characters so. in the Princess Bride did they say who is this guy. Or something yes, like did. that. At one point, it's been a while yeah, since I watched point, it. They say, but Who is this guy? And I think that's a little tongue in cheek. Uh -huh. yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, they did say something about that. Yeah. yeah, I thought they did. Yeah, Gold, <laughs> Goldman's kind. Well, then Goldman's kind of a genius. I mean, and and, uh, and he and it's great to have his sensibility because he takes the fairy tale thing in Princess Bride, right? And yeah. he's doing different things with the western, and he did even an, a, an interesting spin on both um, uh, uh, spy movies and a dentist with Marathon Man. Oh, I haven't seen that one. I haven't seen that one either. Yeah, it's um, yeah, a real, a really interesting kind of thriller with um, thriller with, but the action hero is Dustin Hoffman for one thing, <laughs> and the and wow. there's an, an evil Nazi played by um, in one of his later roles, Lawrence Olivier. Okay, huh. no way. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, it, it and it has a great catchphrase: "Is it safe?" <laughs> <laughs> and Which... it reminds me that. A lot of fun with safes in this one. That, I, my, my favorite thing is the explosion. They say, like, you think that's enough explosive? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That ought to do it. Boom. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you used enough dynamite there. <laughs> and the comedic timing between yeah. the line delivered yeah. and when the explosion happened mm -hmm. was yeah. on point. Yeah. So, editors, good job. <laughs> yeah, the train car completely explodes, <laughs> obliterated, and Poor there's just cash raining from the sky. Rain. <laughs> one, of, one of my favorite shots in the movie. I've always loved the shot of the, the bicycle wheel turning after mm. after Bush mm. throws it away. Uh, I think that's just, just a beautiful image. Mm -hmm. I, 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 don't, I, I love that. One of the, one of the things that caught my eye. Speaking, if we're going to talk about shots, um, one of the things that caught my eye. We're talking about 
these big expanses, you know, and, and, and great, you know, let's just use this scenery because we have it, it's there mm -hmm. to create this really, you know, amazing, immense cinemat cinematography and all that. Um, but I'm glad you brought the bicycle uh, wheel spinning yeah. and they use it as a transition to go into the montage yeah. and, you know, go back into the sepia tones and all that. Mm -hmm. um, the, op the, the not the opening, but, uh, oh yeah, pretty much, not the opening scene, but the scene when, uh, when, um, uh, the kid is uh, uh, playing poker, mm -hmm. and um, it's him and two other uh, players, and it's so tight. The whole shot is just complete. You don't know who he's with. You don't know anything about it except that, like, it's just very, like, you. they could have been in, like, you know, some small cellar or something for all you knew, mm -hmm. and it was just, you know, it just really kind of, you know, you, you saw how much control uh, he had over the, over um, not only the game, but also the scene, because he couldn't see the other two guys' faces. They were barely in frame, but he was perfectly, he was perfectly just off-center, but he was the only face he could see, and it was super mm -hmm. tight, super claustrophobic, mm -hmm. and just like, all right, yeah, you're just, we're just zooming in on this one moment, and uh, I don't know, like, w even with all those expanses, like, that particular way that that was shot was really cool to me. Yeah. Well, and I didn't really think about that because I used to hate that opening because it makes me feel claustrophobic and uncomfortable. Mm, and but, there you go. But, <laughs> but you're right because the next scene after that are the big expanses. So maybe you kind of need that close up mm. to have like that breath of fresh air when you're opened up to the. Yeah, because yeah, that's a that's a really cool point because. Uh, Butch's intro is in close too. I think yeah. the first time you see him, he's is he's almost behind yeah, yeah. bars. It's just yeah, behind bars. Yeah, just, just all those clanks and clicks. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah, of mm -hmm. the doors being locked and unlocked. Yeah. The light goes out on him. I think yeah. literally yeah. as the windows close, the light like, goes out. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and and uh, speaking on clinks and clanks, one thing I really appreciated <laughs> on this, on this oh, story yeah, is that the sound, the sound design is mm -hmm. great. Yeah. Just mm -hmm. so, I, I'm, you know, we saw this particular movie that's been this movie has been edited for THX. I don't know how much that had to do with it, but mm -hmm. but but the idea to put the sound to mix in all the right sound elements was mm -hmm. great. I was mm -hmm. particularly taken by a moment when after Butch gets arrested in a little creek and then he yeah. finds out yeah. the posse still yeah. uh, approaching. He as he just gets a vantage. Point, you hear the squish, 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 squish. Of what <laughs> gravel? Yeah. Of what yeah, rocks? Yeah, yeah. You actually like yeah. said something in like during the movie. You're like, wow, <laughs> I like the foley art here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Shows that it's really paying some nice attention. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, and when you and the cool one of the cool things about the posse is often you don't see them, but you're kind of constantly hearing them. Yes. And, that's oh, a, yeah. and it's the. And I don't know if he mixed in actual like thunder or whatever, but it wouldn't come across. Sometimes it didn't sound like hoofbeats, but it yeah. was just like just just this evil rumble. rumble. Yeah, this, yeah. Low, this low rumble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and it was clever being able to do that because obviously as as they got closer, it got louder. Mm -hmm. You know, so you were able you were able to do you know he's able to do some stuff like that. Um, because yeah, we never see like. I think the closest we see them uh, is probably when they get off of the when they get off of their uh, posse train. Like I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. Oh yeah, like, but when you don't even you don't even see the you don't yeah. see anybody on the train. It's like the yeah. evil. It's like the, the train might just be like a robot train for you don't mm -hmm. see anything. Mm -hmm. Just the gangplank opens and then mm -hmm. just the yeah. whole, I think you even have the shot from the, the shots below. Underneath. Yeah, yeah. 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 Leap, leap over the mm -hmm. camera. Yeah. I was I was thinking like were they just mounted on their horses the whole time just yeah, just, just like waiting? Yeah, they're mounted on their horses like the horsemen of the populace coming out. Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. They were like the Marines landing on the beaches. Yeah, you know, like yeah, the, yeah. yeah. They're just ready to go. Like. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. 
and I, I am a big fan of, say, in monster movies, not revealing exactly what the monster looks like, yeah. because what you have in your head is a yeah. lot more terrifying than what's there in real life, and yeah. in this case, the posse is the monster, and you yeah. don't see their faces, and you just hear them as this low rumbling, and they're talking about, you know, is that, you know, uh, Lord Baltimore? Did you hear uh, about him? Like, huh. you know, <laughs> and... and <laughs> It's, it's scary, you know. It's scaring them. It's all in their their head. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God! It just occurred to me that maybe we just saw the it follows of Western. <laughs> <laughs> at least for one section of it. Yeah. At least for that. At least, at least, for, that, at least for that one section. Yeah. And I, I really, I really appreciate the irony of both sections. The the, the posse is all always shown up from a distance, but what gets them is not the posse. Right. What gets them yeah. is yeah. hundreds and hundreds of soldiers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking about that too at the end. Like, oh my god, they escaped all this stuff, and then what finally gets them is an army. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and 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 they're and they're always given at a distance, but while they're being chased, they're just it's just done comically, right? You just mm-hmm. see ever more and more people, but just that ba 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 session yeah. songs yeah. of the early seventies playing on the yeah. background. Uh, I also was thinking, I don't know how many of you have played the game Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I I got a little bit of that. I, I'm pretty sure that they borrowed from uh, like some of the, the Mexican standoff scenes mm-hmm. were very similar to this. I mean, I'm sure it wasn't the only thing they borrowed from, but yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I felt like they definitely grabbed some of, some of it from that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, well that that company is very well known for getting mm-hmm. a lot of doing a lot of uh, references. Mm-hmm. I think w- one of the w- one of their games what was set in um, Miami in the eighties literally ends oh. at Scarface's mansion yes. from yes. The, yes. the Palma movie. So. Yeah, I think that was Vice City. That was yeah, that was yeah. Back up out of Vice City. Mm-hmm. And fun fact that in scene apparently that's the part that's true. There really were that many people at the end. That wasn't a cinematic like yeah. exaggeration. Now I, I wanna read about the, the whole story of theirs. I was wondering how much of it they said it was mostly true, so mm-hmm. I wondered yeah. like, did they really go legit for a period of time and it didn't mm-hmm. work out? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's well they were um historically they were um like they tried their hand at actually lots of different things. They actually were ranchers for uh, were ranchers for a while. They were farmers for a while. They they went straight for a number of years and they they robbed, but Ultimately they they did get that level of notoriety, mm-hmm. um, which I I like. Right before the army assembled at the end, they um, you were, yeah I you, I don't know Spanish, but you can just tell they said wait two guys. Yeah, he specifically said the bandito is Yankees, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. And then even the army guy was like, okay. <laughs> gotcha. You were right to call it. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about the dialogue and the the character development through it. You know, what are your, your thoughts on that? I like, I really liked, uh, especially this, watching this time, to just see Redford be ornery. He, he usually does, I mean, obviously has the matinee idol looks, but then also he's usually kind of does roles where he's like a guy who's kind of confused about his position, like in the candidate and, and, and such like that. Um, but here he's, here he's kind of a, he's doing notes of being kind of a bastard. <laughs> like I find his kind of treatment of Etta, of his uh, girlfriend, uh, uh, very questionable at the uh, at parts. Well, he has a very big remove on it, and mm-hmm. I, but I mean the that relationship between the three yeah. is interesting because it's not a romantic triangle, but it's uh, some sort of other dynamic going on. I you know? I kind of got like a polyamory vibe going mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. 
that's what I yeah. think was going and on then, there. Like, like, they came back and yeah. she and me to the very end and hugged both. Mm-hmm. Them. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And she was sleeping with Redford, but yeah. also romantically linked to mm-hmm. Paul Newman's right, At least yeah. on an emotional level. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. yeah. They, yeah. they may be a big magnetic like I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know if they had that word for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, there's, yeah. I mean, and I think that might be, that's really interesting in that, in a way, you can almost say that, like, as a relationship unit, that each, everybody complements each other mm-hmm. in, a, in a certain way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So right. I think it's probably not a coincidence that once she leaves the picture, their demise happens not soon uh, mm-hmm. enough thereafter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Did she? Did she just go off on her own, or I kind of? Yeah, she appar- went back to. She went back to America. I think oh, she said. Okay. That she said, mm-hmm. "I think I'll go." And yeah, yeah. And she's I, had enough of Bolivia. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, it was I, it was she, the moment they went straight, I, and she realized they can't go straight anymore, and oh, she okay. could foresee that this was the well, end. I gotcha. Well, I think she was trying to like, oh, okay, we can start a ranch, we can start a farm, and they were like, no, we can't do that. We can't do that. And she's like, well, I guess this is it. Okay. And I don't want to see them die. Yeah, yeah. 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 just going yeah. back to yeah. that. That's and true. Like, you're not taking in my suggestions. I guess I just better go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that, I think she was like, can yeah, you I do this. Can you do this? And they were like, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I did, I was a little off put by how after that scene, she's just gone. Now, I don't necessarily think like Redford, you need to quote unquote make a big thing out of it, but you should have made something out of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Had something about when yeah. she would she would just leave. Uh, or I, we really miss, right? And yeah, there was nothing. You just oh okay, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And talking about dialogue too, uh, the the kind of the, the meta uh, line that she has is, uh, "I won't watch you die. I'll miss that scene. Thank mm-hmm. you." Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah. I, I thought that's that's a really nice kind of mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. yeah. meta thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a there's a super fun detail um, uh, uh, that I that I've uh, found on the movie in that the, the very opening that has the those actors playing Butch and Sundance and they and the, and the, with the silent movie style. Mm-hmm. That and there was an, there was a part a cut an original scene in the movie where they're in Bolivia and they go to a theater oh, and they right. see and they see mm-hmm. that that's right. and they're and they're watching it and then you see Ada James is like her face just just falls and she says oh crap this mm-hmm. is what's going to she makes the real she makes that realization that yeah. things are huh. going to be uh, not not end well yeah but they thought it was too heavy handed so they mm-hmm. cut it yeah. sure which I do like the scene when. They end up going straight, and they do end up doing the quote-unquote right thing, and they do <laughs> kill off those other banditos. But they um, end up with the payroll anyways, right? I, yeah, I, it's never, it didn't they look, never talk about what they do with it that It didn't payroll. look like they yeah. gave it back to whoever actually yeah. it, it belonged to. Yeah, and <laughs> it's, it's a pretty interesting irony that that is <laughs> Butch Cassie's loss of innocence. Yeah, because he's yes. never shot yeah. anybody, yeah. and then he kills two or three people, and mm-hmm. then there's this kind of what hellish kind of smoke floating around as mm-hmm. he's as he's shocked by what he's mm-hmm. by what mm-hmm. he's done. Yeah. And also, too, that's uh, you know, it, it seems like oh, it's just like you know, for you know, almost overly dramatic, but you know, you have the one guy who like yells really loud, like loudly, <laughs> yeah. and it yeah. goes and all that, yeah. and it's like, well, you know, on second viewing, like oh, that's probably like the guy that he hit. 
and he knows it he knows it like he like oh that's the guy so he hears that guy yeah. like we're here we're hearing the scene as oh, which okay. Cassidy hears it that's, yeah. that's I think that's a really nice time. way of I, I watched the movie a week ago and I didn't think that and like this time I'm like oh I wonder if that's what that's supposed mm-hmm. to be yeah. mm-hmm. um, and that uh, you know that goes with um, I, <laughs> in my head I was thinking to um, the opening scene in, uh, in, in in 007 Casino Royale when Bond is uh, you know going to see this bent um, MI6 uh, guy uh, Sean Bean and, uh, and, and he's like oh you're well if them, if them wanted to scare me she would have said double O you haven't killed anyone and he's like well actually it only takes two kills and he's implying like I killed your contact and he's mm-hmm. like oh did it make you feel it and he's like well don't worry the second is and he you know shoots him he's like yeah you're right it's a lot easier like you know the second one's a lot easier the first kill you had was really tough and I'm kind of like it's you know similar kind of a thing so <laughs> and it's also super fun how like they keep adding they keep even though they've been at uh, a team for a certain amount of time so there's some familiarity but but they're um they keep revealing stuff about each other like they finally yeah. reveal their names yes. um <laughs> that's one of the funniest points of the movie just I can't I, I can't, can't swim, swim. Yeah. And then, oh and you Redford by the way Redford just does great with gestures he just has mm-hmm. such great reaction shots to the BS that mm-hmm. that, that Newman's yeah. Butch mm-hmm. is doing mm-hmm. when he says I can't swim he just like nods like yeah that's right <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and then Butch has never killed never killed you should have told me earlier but there's <laughs> a lot that the people need to find out about each other even up to the end Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Red, like Red, Robert Redford's eyes in that moment, they they, <laughs> they don't go like crazy wide. He doesn't turn yeah. and look at them like, "Are you kidding me?" Like, <laughs> yeah, no, they just his eyes just open up just like a hair more. <laughs> yes, and and but like you just get his entire emo- like internal mo- mm-hmm. monologue. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just kind of the, maybe the most menacing thing that that Redford that Redford's done. He's a, got a like real steel undercurrent and it happened in the beginning scene with the the, the poker scene as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it was so that was such a funny like reaction <laughs> <laughs> yeah and just with the dialogue for this movie in particular none of it is wasted like all the yeah. comedic banter it's oh. not just banter for the sake of being funny it reveals things about the characters and you peel things apart you know peel, uh, peel layers of their yeah. Apart yeah. It's, uh, it, even with the even with Agnes the prostitute, as she's as she <laughs> says, do you know what I like about you is because you don't because because you you like because yeah, it's because it's I'm not that concerned about money. But then she continues on by or gold or jewels. <laughs> and she says yeah. five other rich things like well, maybe she does care about it a little. Bit. <laughs> <laughs> and then they meet the sheriff, their sheriff buddy, who's right. in the thing like yeah. completely berates them while he says, "No, come on, make sure the gag is good and tight." <laughs> Could have at least told me the decency of pointing a gun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then it just shows the type of relationship they have with that sheriff. And then because then later Sundance said, oh, you know, which is the e- the easiest sheriff or the toughest sheriff. Oh, yeah, who's the sheriff? best? Yeah. 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 Who's the best? The toughest or the easiest to Right, yeah. Right. 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 From so, which point of view are we talking? Yeah. So as an audience mother... Uh, member, you you put it together that they probably have this relationship with a lot of sheriffs yeah. in different towns too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and that that may play back into, you know, they they don't they don't want to hurt anybody when they're mm-hmm. stealing. They they do they sort of go out of their way 
to protect even the the guy who won't let him in. He's so elated when he recognizes Woodcock's voice in the second round. He's like, Woodcock? <laughs> like, you don't want to get blown up again, do you? <laughs> this, this might be... We've been through this now. Right, right. This is, this is a new one, and maybe, that he might be his most infectiously charming. It might be like more more than the sting, more than uh, more than slap shot. I mean, it's because he's he's so enthusiastic towards everything. Yeah. Even with that, I mean, even that bicycle, he's just trying <laughs> anything you can on that on that, uh, on that yeah. zany bicycle. Well, I just watched the Towering Inferno, which is also Paul Newman as well, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Yep, mm-hmm. he was the uh, fire chief, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, um, it's a very different role. Mm-hmm. Still very intense, and um, uh, it, I didn't realize going into this that he was he was in this as well. So it's mm-hmm. like, oh, this is interesting. Yeah. Just the juxtaposition between the two characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, quick, quick, fa- fun fact about um, Towering Inferno is that it had Steve McQueen's another starring role. Yeah. And they had a big battle over who's gonna where how they were gonna be credited. It was like, mm, well, first we'll like first we'll put it like first we'll put like one name. No, I don't want my name above him. I don't, <laughs> I, 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 my, my name above his. No, I want my name above his. Like, fine, we'll put it on the side. But then your name is left. And, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and so, so this is one of the first examples when you look at the credits. The credits it the credits have uh, Paul Newman on the lower left. And Steve McQueen's is on the upper right, so oh. the, so that's they literally that's they that's how they negotiated through I don't know how many <laughs> days yeah. or weeks to oh get that credit. Goodness. So no, so no one gets billing about the other. Yeah. Oh. Was that a uh, viewing of Towering Inferno after we had the discussion about the disaster movies and all that? Yes. Uh, okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah I, I bought um, Poseidon. Uh, Poseidon Adventure. Poseidon Adventure. Yeah. Poseidon oh, Adventure. Poseidon yeah. is, a, is a hack remake from, yeah. uh, from the early 2000s. Right. And I thought, yeah, not not the remake, the original one. <laughs> yeah. But um, I thought I had it and I didn't. I'm like, well, I should buy that. And while I'm at it, I might as well, well get the Entowering Inferno as well because I've never seen it. But I knew I would enjoy it, and I did. <laughs> Dead space. <laughs> what did you guys think about the music? I I'm I have to admit I weirded out by it. it the, but the early seventies is just I, I liked the, it, but I, I would agree with you that it, it didn't necessarily fit. Um yeah. but I still it, it it didn't fit, but it did, if that makes sense. Okay. Like um it it, it still worked. Even mm. though it didn't necessarily fit the and the raindrops keep falling song. Mm-hmm. I, I saw that in the opening scene. I'm like, and I had this flash of like every time it's been used ironically. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, well, it's cheesy as hell. It's the yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and and I mean, I can't I can't speak for for them um, and all that. But you know, you have like late '60s and early '70s, you know, easy listening music going on, like all these different movies, like all over the place. But I, I just I feel like that you know they were kind of like aware of the fact that like you know and a lot and all these other movies like no this is just what you have in movies now this is what we do so it was a self-aware soundtrack i think i feel like that they were kind of aware of it with this one they're like ah let's 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 just let's do that let's see how that goes over like that could be kind of fun like (laughs) like you were saying this is the only western with this kind of soundtrack yeah Yeah. i think that was the point not have been lost on the film right exactly i don't think it was yeah (laughs) i think i think they were self-aware they knew exactly what they were doing there if it would have been like a John Wayne big score thing, mm-hmm. because it, 
had they weren't like taking care of our like John Wayne yeah. type. They were like we men and men were yeah yeah it helps up the tone from uh, a little less intense to I, I like i said when i watch this movie it's a very relaxing movie uh-huh. to me and it just makes their relationship seem more casual and even just their their lifestyle and the fantasy that we're looking at seem just more casual mm-hmm. and um free-spirited yeah that's what it is it really captures like this fantasy of a free-spirited frontier that is now going away slash it's gone and i think that music kind of works for it in yeah. a way yeah 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 because it doesn't really get jaunty when the posse is chasing them right i don't think that has any it, music no music music. At, at all Mm-mm. But but when they get to Bolivia, even when more and more people are chasing him, it's got that yeah. <laughs> some sort of zany scat is going. <laughs> well, yeah, like even when they chase him, and you got that, and you got that going, and then they start shooting at the guys so you can turn away, yeah. and then they turn away, and the music starts. Yes, up again. exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like little, yeah. Uh, it's like there's no way. Yeah, exactly. Like, think, that was definitely right. they they knew what they were doing. Yeah. It just that, hits me. Like, you, what with the gunshots? That's the Western version of the record scratch when you yeah. have like a, a comedy a comedy trailer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked that opening title card where it was like, um, you know, what 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 what, follow, what follows is mostly true, mm-hmm. or most of what, what follows, follows is true. true. Yeah, I like I like title cards that like you know just call stuff like that out. Like you have, um, you know, it, it, that it, it's also kind of like you know they, they they call back to it with that kind of thing with like American Hustle, where like some of this stuff actually happened, you know, and and uh, there's a lot of. Uh, uh, I was reading up on it because I it, it didn't really surprise. I was reading up on it, like you know, you have even um, music records, like you know, uh, David Bowie's Ziggy Stardust, and like you know, this must be played, you know, at, at the highest volume, yeah. you know, like all this stuff. And I just I just really like, you know, <laughs> I just really like like, like that kind of stuff where yeah. it's like it, it's almost like the um, yeah. uh, like, like this like the scratch track, like uh, or what is it called? Where um, it just kind of it, it's just like a very self aware kind of thing and, and gets you out of you know the you know, being being called out for taking artistic liberties, you know, and, and all that, while also kind of being tongue in cheek at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I Tanya did that pretty nicely too. Oh, yeah. yeah, there's a moment where she menaces someone with her shotgun, and she takes a break in between to literally address the camera, saying, "Now this never happened." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this it's yeah super uh, super fun kind of like a comedic uh, uh, Goodfellas. Take on the on the skate on the skating world. That's an interesting. I've not heard that description of it yet. A Goodfellas take on mm. on that scandal. Yeah, um, it's, it's so much about like lo, low life, the thrill of like kind of low low life disreputable people and how it can be just hmm. thrilling, but then things that go horribly horribly wrong at the same time. <laughs> mm. In this, um, yeah, this this movie has a lot of that idea of what is in history on its mind, like because you don't actually when they go visit New York, that's not depicted in any colorful way at all. It just is a montage of still images. Mm-hmm. Laura has uh, some 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 info on that. Oh yeah, that whole <laughs> New York scene that was on the set of Hello Dolly, oh. because that was happening at the same studio, just like next door in the, in the other lot. Uh. In the other lot, and so they were hoping. <laughs> That oh, can uh, they just assumed oh we can film like 
whole scenes <laughs> using their set, uh-huh. but the Hello Dolly people were just like, no, <laughs> the Hello Dolly hasn't come out yet. You know, uh-huh. we want that to be the first reveal uh-huh. of our set. Uh-huh. So they snuck in with the actors, took pictures <laughs> in the set, and then uh-huh. put it into that bizarre montage. Interesting. Oh. It feels like a bathroom. It, it feels just like a bathroom break montage, but really it was them just solving an issue. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I actually looked for it, and I could see some scenes from oh, Hello yeah. Dolly. And I was like, I know exactly what set piece that is. That's funny. That's really funny. Yeah, like I think Al said it was the longest Cheers intro ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> that was the longest. <laughs> But that, I really like in that in that montage too. Towards the towards the very end of it, um, you see Etta and um, uh, the kid. Um, oh, and they're dancing. Uh, dancing, and then Butch, like he's kind of like looking at them at one point, mm-hmm. and then it cuts to the dance again. And then it cuts back to Butch Cassidy, and he like looks kind of sad. <laughs> then it cuts back to them again, and then it goes back to him, and then he's like kind of looking off, like just kind of like, huh, 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 yeah. huh, huh, huh. and then he's asleep. Yeah, like it's just kind of like, like, oh, I'm sad and lonely. Wait, no, I'm not. And then he's asleep. (laughs) I assume that was him progressively getting drunker. Yeah, no, it totally was. He went through the stages of like drunken, like, yeah, drunken self realizations. Drunk, drunker, out. Yeah, pretty much. Sad, drunk. Wait, my life's great, drunk, and just I passed out, drunk. Yeah, he's just uh, yeah. His enthusiasm, Newman's enthusiasm, was just so delightful. I thought that uh, I mean his the the way he resolves to fight, for example, was just yeah. <laughs> he's just mildly frustrated of this giant guy wheel about to wield a knife on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's assess the rules. There are no rules. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> All right, at the count of three. One, two, three. <laughs> like you said, there were no rules, so. <laughs> So what is what's your opinion on Butch? Is he really the brains that they set him up to be, or does he only think he's the brains but really has shitty ideas? I'm you know every brains of an operation has some you know some lackluster you know to put it lightly lackluster ideas. Um, we get to see some of those you know not good ideas because otherwise the story wouldn't be interesting. Um, but I mean, you know, even that scene, like we just talked about, where he's like, oh, uh, well, wait, before we fight, let's talk about the rules. And the guy's like, there are no rules. And the me- and that gave him enough time to walk up to him and kick him in the, in, yeah. in the crotch. Um, like that, like that was genius. That was, that, I'm like, I mean, it was completely, it was bad form, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Captain Hook would be shouting bad form left and right. But I mean, it was effective and it was a good, smart move for someone who clearly was about to get killed. <laughs> he's, yeah, he comes across like I'm kind of a man. Master of improvisation. Mm-hmm. Even at the even at the end, of just the idea of like to, to when there's a fun detail. I just noticed watching it today was when he's um when he's getting to the mules. He actually starts yanking the um, uh, awnings down so to provide a more right. even more mm-hmm. cover right. for himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so he he's a guy who's always being able to look at and, and appreciate on the di- on these different angles. And some of the mm-hmm. tricks that he does to do the uh, to try to dissuade the posse is. Are pretty pretty inventive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> None of them work, but yeah, yeah. yeah. He's but he's, he's yeah he's probably but he's probably just not effective as just the well, the big cheese leader of the right. of the of the a hole in the wall gang because he's gone for a long yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Well, I think time. what he didn't realize with the posse was they had the tracker, mm-hmm. and yeah. then mm-hmm. it wasn't even when they realized they had the tracker they still tried a few things. And, you know, I was thinking, like, wait, you know, they can see you. They'll see, like, the horse going off that way. And, 
and then the footprints going off the other and then like when they rolled down the hill and they <coughs> lost their hats well they're gonna see the hats so mm -hmm. they're gonna know where you went and they're probably gonna see definitely see the the tracks where you rolled down the hill yeah mm -hmm. um i was surprised that they didn't like go through the water more often because it's mm -hmm. a lot harder to track yeah, they imply that uh, at least there's two points where we see them going through water, and they imply in the one that they were hidden going through it like for a long time and on the creek for like right. maybe a mile. Um, and then there's also the point when it's like, you know, you can't track someone over rock. <laughs> like, you can't. It's 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 immovable. <laughs> there is the part where they may have lost them, but then. Uh, Sundance hears something and then shoots the snake. And then they yeah. the reveals their position. Yeah, and yeah. he looks just really um, uh, bemused shame. Yeah. <laughs> like he's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, screw, yeah. screwed up. I, mean, I can't really blame him for being jumpy either. <laughs> no, that's right. Uh, yeah, and even, it's funny that even then, even when he screws up, he does nail a snake. And it's not, that's yeah. not bad. <laughs> he's, 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 he's kind of an amazing shot. Yeah. And what's amazing about that too, it's not just, it's because that was purely reactionary. That wasn't, um, that's not so much uh, a comment on how good of a shot he is, but like, he didn't aim, you know, where someone would be standing. He aimed up high where, like the, exactly where the sound came from. Mm -hmm. And like, and that's like amazing. Because like, it's like anyone else, like, oh, they hear something, it's like, oh, boom, 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 you know, like where right. someone might be standing, That's not right. up where, like, you know, halfway up the rock, yeah. you know, 10 yep. feet, where yep. no one could possibly be standing, but that's where the sound came from. Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, that's it, kind of amazing. It's cool to, have, I mean, it's cool to see, like, Redford have a kind of a dark history, you know, like, when, like that wonderful detail when these, he, they're auditioning to get in the straight job, and, and he, he, holds the gun and yes. he doesn't quite get it. It's like, I, I do better moving and he, get, mm -hmm. he hits the thing twice in a row. Yeah. So so this uh, as a guy who's killing people has been something that he's been doing for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, he probably made John Woo envious at the end because I think Moe's down something like about 25, <laughs> 30 guys. Yeah, yeah, he gets an effective Shot it's funny you say that because I also watched Hard Boiled recently. Where oh, wow. That's the whole movie, just killing <laughs> <Yes>. people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Isn't this country empty yet? <laughs> uh, any other uh, closing thoughts or thoughts in general? And um, do you? I, I don't necessarily. I, I don't quite think that this. Is even a, a western per se because I kind of because I think it's like the buddy movie. It's just set with in cowboy hats and cowboy hats and horses, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, like because I think a lot of the whole idea of westerns is that you you have this vast landscape and you just use the landscape to just go kind of define yourself. But what's mm -hmm. what's happening here is that once they realize they have a a, um, a conflict. Their, thing, their move is to run away, <laughs> yeah. and to and to just and to just go somewhere to keep the keep the party going, maybe mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. So it was and and uh, and I don't know. To a certain extent, I think. Uh, well, it, the, how much you like buddy movies is it can be. Uh, you can lay both the credit and the blame for this one because <laughs> yeah. there's. I, I don't know for you guys, and I'm curious to to see. I kind of think sometimes it gets a little too far where they're like. Like when they when they fall in the water and you can still faintly hear them still bickering. I think uh, I, yeah. I, I'm very char I'm very char I'm very charmed by that. Yeah. yeah. But but when they're like when their guts are like bleeding out at the end, they're like, really? You're still gonna be <laughs> you're still gonna be wiseacres or something like that. I was that? actually having the same thought when mm. when they were sitting there, you know, shot however many times. Like, really? You're you're mm -hmm. still I don't like 
that I was that that uh, most of this is mostly true. It's like, well, there's no way they would have known if they were still bickering. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and, that, and that's and that's and that's a fair point. Yeah, I um, I I like banter a lot. Um, I I think that it, you know it it needs to be well written, and like Laura was saying, I like that the you know for the most part in this movie, any banter that they have was you know purposeful. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why I liked it, and in in that scene when like you know when they're going through and they they, they just jumped and somehow survived and they're still like like yeah. bickering at each other, <laughs> it's like I think that you know it just I think that actually tells us even more like just a lot about them because it's like you know you have one that's round they they just left seemingly to their death, now they're like going down this white water rapids and one can't swim and it's like and they're just they're both at their worst at the moment so they're just just laying into each other <laughs> because they had, it's like i don't know we don't know what, to do, what else to do yeah so. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah I, so i think that kind they of is a little they telling. Were kind of at the mercy of the the river at that point yeah so. they, they completely <laughs> they, yeah they pretty much just you know surrendered themselves and it's like well i got this i got this jackass with me so <laughs> And I get the sense that when they finally make the trip, the, the reveal of Bolivia, after all that footage oh. of the Hello Dolly set, they finally yeah. just, every, nothing in Bolivia, this may be unfair to Bolivia, but nothing in Bolivia appears fully built. <laughs> They're always just, that there seems to be different kinds of ruins and, uh, and wall, collapsed half walls. or half yeah. destroyed. Yes, or yeah. both, right? And, and, they, and I think Redford's, the, both... You see, the Newman Newman would have made the best of it, no matter where he was. You can airdrop him. You feel his Butch character would just mm-hmm. always go and be making the best of things. Yeah, especially but, if it's his idea. Well, <laughs> especially right, especially to prove that the kid was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but but Sun but Sundance's demeanor is so great, and when he mm-hmm. and his yeah. when he unleashes that line, it's like, no, this may be the best part of Bullet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. People might come from hundreds of miles <laughs> <laughs> just to come here. <laughs> And, and they carry like how pissed off he is like into the other scenes. It's not the one scene, and he gets over yeah. it like he's upset at dinner, and then oh, even that, robbing yeah. the first thing. That like, happens so much in movies where it's like they get they get royally pissed off, and then they're just fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. like yeah, no. Oh, that's, what's that's the next day? Weird. He's fine. Kind of their relationship, they get pissed off at each other, mm-hmm. and, and it's over with. They don't really carry over. And I think that some way in the banter, even at the end as they were dying, I think in the way it was almost a way. This is their relation, kind of comforting, not face mm. the reality. Oh, yeah. Dying. Hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't know, but maybe it's like when my dad was, when I was sad, my dad would always try to make me laugh mm-hmm. and Aww. get me over with it and everything. And maybe that was a way of, you know, they're dying, but let's just do this and, you know, maybe die a little happy. Yeah. In a way. I like that yeah. thought. Mm. I go yeah. back and forth when I watch it. Sometimes I think. Yeah, that yeah. they do know that yeah. this is the end and that yeah. it is a comfort thing. And yeah. it's really a tender thing that they were bandaging each other up as yeah, they're yeah. Ban- yeah. bantering. Yeah. Um, but sometimes I feel like they have no idea that they're going to die, that they're just, you know, happy uh-huh. go luckily. Oh, this they're is- so removed from reality. Yeah, yeah. yeah, this is just another day, we'll be fine. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what did you guys think of the one they were saying about Australia? <laughs> and it's funny, but what do you think they were really like? Well, we'll find a way to get out of it, or were was it they just whistling past the graveyard? Yeah, I, I, I think it was more the latter, in my opinion. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. um, that's me. <laughs> well, especially at the end where they were like, 
Uh, oh, there's just a few of them out there having no idea that there's <laughs> yeah. a whole yeah. army waiting to shoot at them. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like you said, detached from reality. But mm. to be fair, they, they had no idea. Mm. They didn't know there was that many. But yeah. They did know that no matter how many they killed, more kept coming. Yeah. yeah. They did at least know that. So. Yeah. And before, they'd only dealt with, like, five or six at a time. And, yeah, they must have shot ten of them or fifteen, and there were still another fifteen of them mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. coming at them. They were pretty sure they were in bad shape, but they yeah. had no idea how bad that it was when they left. When, and I, I think it needs to be said about how awesome that last image is because you yeah. don't see them yeah. get mowed mm-hmm. down they, uh-huh. in fact in fact i think they're both really smiling <laughs> as yeah. they're as they're shooting and and they actually fade into history with as the as the color as the color goes out mm-hmm. and then i love that they not just doesn't just do that but then the camera's panning back yeah. because it's it it kind of does a, a trick that like um uh, Stanley Kubrick d- did in his movie Barry Lyndon because he always would do shots like that and it, hmm. I think the kind of point of that is to say no matter what great deeds or crazy things that happen they're gonna they'll always descend into just being like a part of history hmm. and and getting into myth and and it, it calls to mind another I think a movie that would be a really cool companion piece to this film is, because it also looks at, at people versus the myth, their myths of themselves is um, a film called The Assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert oh, Ford. Yeah. And it, star, it stars Brad Pitt and, and Casey Affleck. And, yeah, I've never it, seen... I, I mean, I've had so many chances to like pick that up because I've like, come across it so many times. I've never actually gotten a chance to see it. I watched it once. I don't remember a whole lot about it, but I remember I enjoyed it. <laughs> it I mean, it, it, has a, it has one... Mag, it has just a magnificent death scene, but... The whole film is like right at the borderline between myth and um, between myth and reality. And mm-hmm. Brad Pitt does a great job of just just showing the how Jesse James was a family man, mm-hmm. but then when it requires him to be a stone cold killer, you believe in that too. So sure. so he uses the star power really well. Hmm. There's uh there yeah when when you can make a character that you can see that the, them being so able to have those two circles. You know, mm-hmm. you know, so clearly defined and so believable in each. That's that's a compelling character, especially when it's either a villain or, or just or just an just maybe not maybe an antagonist or a fallen hero or something. You know, mm-hmm. like, like like Vito Corleone comes to mind on that one. Just like, uh, it, yeah, no, I, 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 that sparks my interest more in that movie. You know, you having said that. Um, one thing I, I know we're wrapping up here. One <laughs> thing I just want uh, two sorry two really quick things, really quick I promise. Um, something that just doesn't happen in 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 modern uh, cinema is because um, it's actually it's considered you know like don't do that like almost like a taboo is uh, is using is using telephoto zoom uh, like mid scene like hmm. it just doesn't happen like you don't have. You have panning, you have the camera in motion, but you don't have like a stationary camera that just zooms in on a mm. character face, you know, or something like that. It doesn't happen much, and that happens all the time mm. in this movie, both to zoom in for effect and to zoom out, like you were talking about at the end there, mm-hmm. uh, for effect. Yeah. Um, and I think it, and I and I understand why, because it really it's like it's a it's that's completely unnatural. There's it, it takes the audience out of out of the moment. It's like oh, there's clearly a camera operating right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I get that, but I just think like you know when used right, like it just it, it creates such an emphasis on what the viewer is seeing. Um, speaking of Stanley, uh, uh, you know, if you think of like you know two thousand one, um, a space odyssey when Hal's watching them speak to each other in the mm-hmm. room, um, you know the camera. It's not even just a camera; it's just a circle of space mm-hmm. that goes back between just their mouths. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it's telling you like 
no, like he's lip reading right now. Mm-hmm. Like if it had been the whole thing moving back and forth, it'd be like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, so there's that. And then the second thing is the sub- uh, the amount of subversion of expectation yes. there is in this movie, particularly with that chase, because it's like you know, I like that chase feels like you know, and you were talking about with uh, the Princess Bride. Mm-hmm. You know, you have that thing, and I was also thinking of like, uh, is it Lords of Arabia? Oh, with uh, the the just far yes. yeah, oh, just yeah the yeah. longest yeah. reveal in cinema yes. history yeah. Yeah. like I just like, you're seeing you're watching this posse chase and you're like oh we're eventually going to see these guys <laughs> like it's going to happen <laughs> and then it doesn't and then we think we see them in Bolivia and like oh we're gonna get this reveal and it doesn't happen it just kind of <laughs> it's like no it actually was completely inconsequential to the, to them except indirectly it was. Mm-hmm. You know, because it just it messed with their minds to the point where they ended up like kind of you know foiling their own their own plans. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I yeah, I, that I really like I I really like your point on the the the, the telephoto because mm-hmm. in this movie actually is a real fun clinic in, in different film techniques because mm-hmm. they're because not only with the using vast like vast vistas mm-hmm. but they were doing not and panning but also super quick cutting when the when the Bolivian posse is after mm-hmm. them and they do a lot of interesting things with fade with fade outs still images transferring from sepia to color sure. and back again yeah. sure. it's really really creative and on the telephoto front, that's one, one of my funny, my favorite funny scenes in the movies when they they come back to that little uh, to that little uh, guy who was supposed to de- redirect the posse, and oh, the, oh yeah, zooms, it zooms right, right in, in on him, and he like points right at us in the camera. <laughs> <laughs> there they are. They're right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Don't shoot me. They're right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was that was really well done. Yeah. Yeah. No, and it works there because it has that like binocular effect, like mm-hmm. that, yeah. Yeah. that they were you had binoculars from the window mm-hmm. looking down. Yeah, but yeah. like um, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yes, <laughs> stairs and points. Yeah, that is one of the best. That is one of the best uh, <laughs> points in movie history. <laughs> uh, well, if if no one has anything else. Uh, Good. That's all I have. Left. <laughs> uh, does anyone have any any recommendations for things you watched recently? It doesn't have to be related. Uh, something you've seen recently you really enjoyed? Or? There, I I have a Western recommendation. It's oh. a it's a film that came out um, early this year called Hostiles. Okay. With um Christian Bale as like as a um very we- uh, weather beaten um soldier who hmm. is known for like taking care of the Indian problem in a really merciless manner who is then tasked to to actually take an Indian family to the to their re, to the reservation as part of a um, an accommodation for Native American people wow. it also has a similar idea of like that the West is changing and the old ways of being a brutal mm. gunfighter are, are not are um, on, on the it's way on the way on out, the way out. Mm. yes but it, hmm. it also shares with but, uh, uh, Butch Cassie and Son as an epic use of the landscapes but it's it's but its pacing is even slower, but it's more of like a, just a real contemplative thing because it's so much about this guy's trans. The guy changes his attitude, but it's such a one done a wonderful gradual way. Huh. And it's, so it's a very very thoughtful and uh, a thoughtful look upon an epic scope on this kind of uh, subject. Well, I really like Christian Bale, so I'll oh he does check he that does out. magnificently mm-hmm. as does uh, Rosamund Pike as uh, as uh, someone. From a, a burned camp that he encounters along the way, hmm. so I'd recommend that. Great. Well, I my the I saw this movie for the first time a week ago, so this would have been my <laughs> uh, my recommendation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
so yeah. yeah some, we watched something else, but I can't remember what it was. It's that Age of Ultron. Or not oh, Age I mean, yeah, of course, yeah. Oh, we God. saw Infinity War, Infinity like, War, like half the I watched rest of the Age of Ultron, too. I didn't make it all the way through it, but I did. Oh, yeah. oh no. It was, yeah. like, the second time I watched it, and I remembered why I hadn't revisited it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. Like, well, uh, I remember uh, Fury Road came out the same at the same time, and you were like, we shouldn't have watched Age of Ultron. We should have gone to see Fury Road. Yeah. <laughs> now, Fury Road, that was a good movie. Yeah. I just watched that last week. Yeah. Oh, we'll so watch good. it every once in a while. Yeah, for for so Chicago good. fans who are listening in on this podcast, it's actually going to be playing in the park downtown, in Millennium yeah. Park. Ah. Which is a, that's, now, that's, which one, Fury Road or Age of Ultron? Road. <laughs> Fury, Road, Fury Road will be playing, oh, which is cool. one heck of a night, one heck of a fascinating experience for people bringing their picnic baskets <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And, 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 and wine and crackers to enjoy yeah. uh, someone yeah. getting mowed down by a, by a couple of Wow, <laughs> that war boy just got annihilated. Would you like some Gouda or a <laughs> <laughs> on that cracker? Or I'm just thinking about the breast milk being pumped out. Oh, oh yeah. You know what, though? Yeah. Like, that's not the weirdest thing I've seen when it comes to breast milk be, uh, getting pumped out of someone and that was uh, has to go to The Last Jedi when uh, oh, uh, yeah. that was one oh, of the more yeah. uncomfortable things I've seen in the movie <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really like that <laughs> <laughs> it was so weird I okay. really liked it <laughs> I think it was like the direct like it's like it's like like boom direct to like to mouth like just like mm-hmm. boom drinking right away I was like okay and just like the weirdness of the it, it was the like, this is this is how I am now Ray <laughs> <laughs> wow it's gone this far <laughs> I, 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 yeah I didn't think that John Waters helped out on that <laughs> um yeah, I just saw Jumanji recently, the the remake of it. Yeah, and it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. I, I recommend watching it. Uh, you know, the Robin Williams one is fun and all, but um, yeah, the, this new one is it, it does a really good job. It it did a lot better than I expected it to. That's what a lot of people were saying. Like I was like, I'm not gonna see this movie, and I was like, yeah. this movie's actually kind of good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's a lot of fun. Jack Black is restrained he's not uh if he i don't like jack black if he's just allowed to do whatever he wants but Mm -hmm. if he's reined in and Mm -hmm. uh, he's more funny when he's given like you know direction yeah uh, and not just allowed to do oh just be crazy be yourself Mm -hmm. um and he's he's restrained and really good as the teenage girl in his body Ah, (laughs) very nice Yeah, it was good. Anybody else? Anything? Uh, Paul Newman Live, I would say Nobody Fool. That's a great movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's a really good movie. Um, something I saw recently, people were telling me to see, and I thought it's another zombie movie, was The Girl with All the Gifts. I finally saw that one. Yeah, I think I, I recommended that one, too. You told me to say that, and I was seeing another zombie movie. And I really related to the teacher a lot. <laughs> I thought you might. But, but the world is ended, and I still have to do my job. I, I feel like that some days. I really felt for Even her. when you're trying to teach zombies. Really enjoyed, I have to teach zombies, and sometimes, you know, they are zombies. Literal zombies. They're a little angry and everything and hungry. Sometimes I feel like I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was a good recommendation. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad I thought you'd like it. Uh, Robert Redford does his Three Days of the Condor. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. It's, uh, no. it's really great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 
and there's uh, if there's any if there's anyone that I have not seen enough of like their movies, it's actually both Paul Newman and Robert Redford. I think I've seen three Paul Newman movies now, and the other two are Slapshot and Cool Hand Luke. Oh. Um, hmm. Which we wa- I watched that in high school for like English class mm-hmm. or something. Cool Hand Luke. Yeah, yeah I'm not even joking. Yes. Like that's huh. what we watched in in our English class. I don't know. It's like all right, it's, uh, in, you know, it's 11:30 English class. I'm watching uh, Cool Hand Luke. <laughs> all right, you know. Yeah, he won't um, be watching unless it's really hot out. And yes, Robert Redford, I, I saw, <laughs> seen so few Robert Redford movies. Mm-hmm. I saw, I've seen a couple, mm-hmm. but it's really not enough. Um, I did recently rewatch uh, Prestige. I have not seen the Prestige since it first came out, mm-hmm. and the Prestige, and that was actually, re- and it's actually really good. Like I'm kind of sad I waited so long to watch it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I always get confused with the there's the Prestige the and then the Illusionist. The Illusionist. Yeah. Prestige is, is the one worth. David Norm. Bowie playing with David yes. Bowie playing Tesla. Tesla. Okay. Yes. Tesla. Yes. Yes. yes, I have issues with the Prestige, but I really like the Illusionist. Okay. <laughs> oh, I, I, yeah, I think Illusionist is personally. I think Illusionist is really, really nice. But I love the Prestige. Prestige is my mm-hmm. favorite Christopher Nolan, uh, Christopher Nolan movie. And 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 in, in a weird way, it kind of does something that like Butch Cassidy and Sundance are doing is that it splits the line between myth making and um and reality it's yeah, like it it's splits, it's like the world of magic and the world of technology are mm-hmm. like they're kind of like, one the same yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah bowie's entrance is one of the great yeah. oh Hesley, yeah the always walking through uh, a big yeah. pot of electricity like he's a space yeah. wizard yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because he's bowie playing <laughs> tesla yeah so that's how you introduce so tesla yeah. Yeah. Space wizard. The, yeah. the issues i have with yes. prestige have nothing to do with david Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> now that is a very safe thing to say on a podcast He's amazing. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Uh, well, I think I think that wraps it up for this. Uh, not sure what we're doing for June yet, but stay tuned. Um, you can find us on Twitter at, at Film Punch Meetup, and if you need to send us an email, if you have suggestions, uh, you can reach us at filmpunch at gmail.com. And thanks, and we'll see you next time.